Hey guys, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, or welcome to the Ronin Rabbit if this is your first time. Uh, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast is what is before you. My name is Ed Moore. I am your host, narrator, uh, passer honor of what little knowledge I have been able to glean. And this is episode 97, so I've been trying to pass it on for a little while now. Teal Productions on Twitter is where you can reach me. Google Plus has a Ronin Rabbit page. On Facebook, the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page is where I post. BigTimeNoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit is the website for comments. And UsagiPodcast at gmail.com is the email address, should you choose to be longer-winded. Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, Issue 23 from Dark Horse Comics, dated September 1998. The story is entitled... My Father's Sword. Now, we're at the Temple uh, of San Shobo, for lack of a better name. I don't think it's been officially named anything, so we'll go with that. Usagi is recovering from his recent conflict with Jay. He is up one morning, wanders out of his hut to the well, draws some water, um, gets some what I believe to be sand, which is sitting in a bowl nearby, uh, swishes it around in his mouth to clean his teeth, I would presume. Gets a mouthful of water to help the process, spits it out, washes his face off, wets it with a towel. We see him cracking his fingers in front of him, you know, like how you'll join your fingers together and then push them out in front of you. And Good Morning Usagi comes from back behind him. So I believe these first... Uh, two pages, a total of about 14 panels, would be called his morning ablutions, I believe is the correct word. We see that it was Senshobo hailing him as he has just returned from a uh, foray outside the temple, asking Usagi how he is. We see Usagi has a nasty scar now, whereas he, he is healing on the forearm of his left hand that he received probably from the spear that Jay was wielding, which is the same spear um, that felled Genosuke and uh, laid him low that he is recovering from, although we find as the two discuss things, the happenings of the day, that Genosuke is not recovering very well from his spear wound, perhaps because he does not want to get well from his spear wound. So, Senshobo and Usagi go um, make a call on Gen. It is the first time, apparently, that Senshobo and Genosuke have met face-to-face since uh, Genosuke was taken in and the priests administered to him and everything because Genosuke... um, is uh, relays his gracious his great grace said uh, graciosity his um how he feels gracious to Sanchobo. there's a word there that i'm missing so uh they talk about things a little bit how things have been going for again Asuki, how he feels the conversation then shifts to Sanchobo and usagi speaking about the sword letting genosuke in finally on what's going to be going on with the sword And Usagi decides that before they head out to take the sword to the temple, which has not occurred yet, that he will uh, go on a slight foray to kind of test the waters and see how things are um, in that they are getting ready to travel some distance to deposit this very dangerous artifact. 
Genosuke speaks up, says he wants to go with them when he has recovered. Usagi says, well, that's cool then. That'll give me some time. I'll go out, check things out, get a feel. I'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll head back out. He takes off um, in a light, humorous uh, several panels here. Genosuke gives Usagi the receipt for where Gen killed Hosoku several issues back, the outlaw to get the um, bounty, and Usagi plays with him saying that, well, you know, that'll give me money to spend, and Gen says, you better bring it all back, I'll count it. Mr. Sakai uses the opportunity to um, give us the word Zeni, Z-E-N-I. Zeni? Zeni? Usagi heads to where, as near as he can tell, Sen Shobo said the battle took place between himself and Jay, with the help of Genosuke. Um, he looks around, he sees absolutely no sign of anybody, but he does find Jay's spear, which he throws up and cuts in half as a, uh, a show of anger, I guess. Nearby is a group of people clustered watching a duel of sorts. He asks somebody watching. They indicate a match. These samurai are fools with nothing better to do than show off their skills. They're all idiots. And then he looks up at Usagi and takes his measure of the outfit that he's wearing and says, ha, because, of course, Usagi is dressed as a samurai would be. So we see two samurai fighting, one with sword, one with spear. Uh, Usagi places a wager with another, yeah, with another person on the dude with the sword. Uh, he wins the Betor or Betty, whichever it would be, uh, grumbles as he pays Usagi ten zeni. So Usagi uh, made some traveling money there. After the battle, he goes up and he's speaking to the winner. He says, "Your your technique looks." Uh, familiar, as do those swords. And the samurai introduces himself as Donbori Chiaki, and he says the swords belong to his father. And Usagi says, Donbori Matsuo? He and I served under Lord Mifune. And the boy is excited having met someone that knew his father. Usagi explains the time at the Battle of the Burning Plains that Matsuo Donbori ended up saving Usagi's life, and so Usagi is um, ha- has an honor debt to him. The young man, Chiaki, uh, recognizes Usagi's name now, and they discuss old times, they discuss Matsuo, um, what the young Chiaki has been up to since learning of his father's death. As they travel... Uh, Mr. Sakai, in their conversation, gives us the word Bushido. Excuse me. Bushido. Wow. Which is the warrior's way. Uh, It's the code that an honorable warrior lives his life by. As they wander, they wander through town to uh, an inn or outside a bar. Maybe it's both. And we see someone stumbling out, drinking... Um, drunk on top of that and they start a fight with a, a possible urchin or, or a, a person of lesser uh, social height 
and he, the drunk samurai, is going to fight, but Chiaki steps in. When we get close enough, we see that this drunk samurai is a pig, so all in all, that makes him a drunk pig, which I'm sure was on purpose. And rather than fighting him, Chiaki uh, quickly incapacitates him, we'll, we'll say, and he and Usagi continue their this portion of their journey anyways, talking about how unfortunate it is that so many samurai have fallen into the type of life as this quote-unquote drunk pig. They don't say that. That's my words. Um, that they just encountered. And they get to a, a split in the path. One is going east through the mountains and the other north. They say their goodbyes and go on their merry way. We follow Chiaki as he continues on along his route, which is to the north, across a river, which that's the cross, the the break in the path. It's a bridge over the river or continuing on up. So he crosses the river, and as he's walking it, he is waylaid by a group of brigands who take him for a... uh, a wealthy samurai because he's the way he's dressed. Usagi, on the other path, it has gained some height, and he can see both Chiaki and that he is about to be waylaid by brigands right before they attack. He yells to warn Chiaki, who, uh, oddly enough, hears it and is distracted, but um, not to his detriment as the brigands attack. We have several pages of, or excuse me, panels of the attack, the battle between Chiaki and the brigands. He lays one low. Usagi, in several panels, is running, trying to catch up to help. One of the brigands, either that was not with the original group or that has snuck around behind, picks up a stone, hits Chiaki in the head with it, and knocks him out. As the four brigands are about to um, kill and roll Chiaki, Uh, An individual leaps from higher ground and attacks them with a staff. And the individual is very um, deformed, we'll say. His body and his clothing looks very ill-kept. He has a scar over his right eye. Uh, His right eye is gone. He is blind on that side. And his left arm, uh, perhaps all the way up to his shoulder, has been amputated. He's lost it. But he attacks the brigands in defense of Chiaki, picks up a sword and starts killing them one by one. And then uh, the one that is about to lay low this individual is dispatched by Usagi, who has finally uh, arrived on scene. They go and check Chiaki, find out that he's just unconscious. It's not that he was killed by these brigands. And it's at this point that Usagi recognizes this um, unfortunate, misfortunate person, uh, actually as being uh, Danburi Matsuo, his old military companion and Chiaki's father. But he doesn't want Matsuo, doesn't want Chiaki to know that he's alive because it will completely change the path that Chiaki is on. And Matsuo is very proud of the path Chiaki has taken and he does not want to interfere with that. But what he has been doing is he has been traveling 
uh, unseen with Chucky helping as help is necessary. He was the individual that the drunk pig bumped into that started that whole ruckus. Um, not that he intended for that to happen, but it was just a consequence of him being near Chiaki that that occurred uh, in his proximity. Or perhaps he did, knowing that Chiaki would take the opportunity to um, to prove himself again. It, it would give him an opportunity to prove himself. It's hard to say. I would say that no, it was unintended, an unintended consequence. So Matsuo and Usagi continue to discuss things. Usagi wants to tell Chiaki. Matsuo doesn't want Chiaki to know. They're going back and forth, back and forth. Until Chiaki starts to rouse, Usagi goes and tends to him and starts to tell him what is going on. But as he does, he realizes that the only people there are he and Chiaki, that this third person who he would have referenced is gone thus the indication that well i guess i can't speak about them because they are not here you know they they don't exist and that's that's where he he ends things as far as explaining what has going what what is going on so uh, mr sakai gave us the words zeni and bushido now in the conversation with usagi um and a little prior to it uh, some things I, I noticed from Chiaki. He says he was on his warrior's pilgrimage. Um, that, in language, is referred to as the Mushashugyo, um, the warrior's pilgrimage. A lot of times the samurai will go out on their own, uh, and they will face life as a samurai to prove that they can do it. Uh, they will use the opportunity to improve both their their martial and non-martial skills, kind of um, real-world training to truly be a samurai. Uh, and I noticed something else, um, that Chiaki, uh, besides the dasho that he wears in his, in his uh, waistband, on his back he carries a boken. That's what he was using to fight the spearmen, because the spearman, or not because, but the spearman had a had a, a dummy on the end of his spear to keep it from being uh, causing damage. The boken apparently is a common part of what Chiaki has because he had it in a uh, cloth scabbard. To me, it looked like a, a big sock, but it, it was a scabbard to cover the whole thing on his back. So he intends to fight and practice different sword skills and improve his own skill and if necessary if, if possible not do so in a life-threatening manner so he he has an actual practice sword i'm, I'm sorry that's what a boken is is it's a wooden practice sword uh, he carries that with him to practice and then i guess if there is a formal challenge that is when he uses his katana uh to to work out that challenge. But I, I thought that was interesting. Kind of makes sense. He's out there to learn. He's not out there to um, actively, you know, dispatch bad guys. Uh, he will if it comes to it, but if he doesn't have to, he has the boken. So it's, if it's a, a friendly challenge of, of comparing skills or comparing schools, he has his boken that he carries with it. Pretty cool, I thought. Pretty cool. All right. Next episode, I'll be talking about Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3. Issue 24, dated October 1998, and the story is entitled The Demon Flute. So I'll talk to you guys about that next time. Ciao.
The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.